Brooke Henderson with a big win in Hawaii for her eighth career victory. Let's take a look at her swing and see what she does well, what we can replicate to make our own swings better. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast. Thank you for being here and joining me. A big win for Brooke Henderson. I am, I, you know, I, I claim her as one of my own as I am half Canadian due to my lovely mother. And um, so her career has been interesting to me. She is a very unique uh, golfer. Um, she's, what, five, six? Her average drive is 280 yards. Not your typical LPGA player. So I thought it would be interesting to look at her swing and see what she does that is very different, say, from um, co-swing that we looked at uh, a couple weeks ago. So I wanted to do that very similar thing. I got very positive reviews on how we did this last time. So I thought that we'd go ahead and do it again. Um, if you'll remember a few shows back, um, we actually went and looked at um, Jin Young Ko's swing. So we're gonna do something similar here. It seemed to work out well and everybody could figure out. So what I've done is I've gone and done screenshots of a down the line view and also a face on view of Brooke Henderson's swing. And I've just kind of taken screenshots and thrown them up on a PDF. This one is a little, it's still a little hokey, but it gets the job done and it's far less hokey and poor quality than the previous one. So you will find the PDF to follow along in the comments section of the podcast. It's just a link to a PDF. So download that. You can kind of follow along in our discussion today. So I've numbered each um, swing sequence by a number, top right-hand corner of each photo, and then a, a variety of different color lines and things, and we'll kind of go through and do that. I'm not going to do it as a presentation and click them on when I want you to see something, but we will discuss them based on the colors of the lines, and hopefully we can follow along. The only comment I really got back that it was kind of hard to follow because I used a lot of the similar colors. So we'll try to do different colors now and see if we can't discuss Brooke Henderson's swing very quickly. So um, right off the bat, I wanted to show you a, an amazing, um, I, I don't know, Michael Breed says this a lot, and it's so very true. We don't have to be great athletes to set up properly, but I do think we have to understand um, and set up where we feel athletic, relaxed, but we're in a very athletic position. And that's something that Fred Shoemaker always talks about. And he'll have us get into a position where we feel like you know, if somebody ran at us, we would feel very stable and strong and we could react to that person trying to get around us or whatever. So a very athletic, comfortable, natural position. And we can see here in frame one on the down the line view, so page one, that Brooke Henderson is in gorgeous shape. I mean, she looks relaxed. She, she looks athletic. She looks light on her feet. Um, she's got a great spine angle. Everything seems she's got... She's, she's bent at her waist, she's got good flux in her knees, she looks very athletic, very comfortable. Like she could, it looks like she could sit here for an hour and be very comfortable, right? There's just not a lot of tension in that. 
Now, frame number two is the first time we really see how unique Brooks swing is. You'll see the club head I've got circled in yellow. You've got, so a couple things, I guess. In frame one, you can see that I've done a yellow line on her spine angle. And I've also got a, a white line that goes across all six photos in her takeaway that's just right on top of her head. So we can kind of see how her head works in the swing. So there, um, in, in frame number two, you can see that her hands are right below her shoulder, but you've got that club that's way on the outside, kind of going back on the outside. We see a lot of modern players using that, and that's what she's comfortable with. And we can kind of see that as she moves into, into, into frame three, that she goes rather steep with that, with that shaft. Her shafting goes rather steep. Her head's in great shape, her spine's in great shape, um, as far as uh, I've just got that spine angle right on the back of her head. Um, and then in, in four, as we see her starting to get to the top, you can see that her weight has really moved over to her right side. And you can see her sort of settling in to that right side as she gets into frame four. And that's caused her head to kind of dip a little bit down from where it was at address. Okay, so she's settled, sort of settled into that position and we'll see kind of why. So she's kind of taken some, some a very athletic, powerful position on the right side and sort of settled in there. You've got the club then that kind of dropped, you see the blue line from three and four, you've seen that the club is kind of laid off a little bit, right? But then moving into frame five, she swings it so far back. You can see the club head in the yellow circle in frame five on the, on the left side of her right, where it's dropped clear below, it's below parallel, she drops it really low, and she's done this forever. Still, the face of the club matches the back of her hand. She's just so flexible and she's swung it this way for so long. I don't know it's because she wanted to generate more power. It'd be interesting to, to talk to her about that and ask her about that. She does generate a lot of power for a five, six, six, five foot six frame to pump it out through 280 yards. And this is probably where we see some of her power coming from, from a very long swing. She has a lot of time to generate a lot of power. Uh, she's got a, a, a over 90 degree uh, shoulder turn that we'll see more in the face on view, but um, she's settled into her right side. She's in very, very good position in five. Now this is where um, it also is a very unique uh, situation uh, in frame six. You can see that her arm um, which I've got a red line over in frames five and six, you can see that her arm has flattened considerably, which is, this is just a classic sign of a two-plane swing. She is, a she is a very, very much a two-plane swing, which we know, as we've talked in previous discussions, can generate a lot of power. You are utilizing gravity to help you generate club head speed. So you can see now the club head has now repositioned underneath her back elbow. Again, her, the back of her wrist, her leading arm wrist and the cl club head face are dead on perfect. You can see that her hips have started to rotate pretty drastically. And between frames six and seven, you can see that her, um, you can see that her scorecard is now in her back pocket, is now appeared, right? It's basically, we cannot see it in frame six uh, it's in full view in frame seven. We can see how much she has moved um, around, her, around her hip. She has also flattened the club quite a bit. You can see in frame three, 
I've taken that blue line in frame three on her shaft and I've repositioned it in frame seven and the green line being where her club is now as far as playing and that's pointed fairly well right at the golf ball, right? So she's looking in very good position there. Um, again, the orange circle kind of circled around her hips. You can see in from frame seven to eight to nine, her hips just getting right, uh, pointed at the target at impact in, in frame nine. So gorgeous position there, very powerful. And we'll see just how powerful in the face on view. Uh, now you can kind of see she is so quick and so fast that her club head is actually to the inside of her arms as her arms are basically parallel to the ground. So she has rotated it through quite wonderfully and fully released. That thing is fully released and going at great velocity. Another thing to notice now is that her spine angle after the ball goes actually increases, right? She actually, um, she's on a, we're on a tilted axis. Her tilt actually increases after she hits the ball. And you'll see some from frame, frame 10 to 12, I've got that red line there. You can kind of see how it actually goes down. Her flexibility and athleticism is off the charts in my mind. Um, the club exits very well to her left side on, in frame 11. You've got very parallel, the club, uh, the club shaft and her shoulders are very parallel. Uh, what I found interesting too in 11, when I've got the hips sort of, of um, circled there, is it's almost kind of a recoil move. You can see that her hips have kind of come back a little bit. Another player we see that it is Rory McIlroy. It's kind of this this whip sensation where they whip into the ball and then kind of recoil, causing a sort of a whipping motion that generates speed. And that's where a tiny little Rory McIlroy generates a lot of speed. If you watch his hips, he kind of comes in and does a little recoil to whip his arms through. And we can see that Brooke has this too. I never noticed that before, but she too has that as well. And we'll notice a couple other things that she uses to create power. So she uses that recoil move in her hips um, to generate some, some power. So she swings it very, she swings over 90%, over 90 degrees with her shoulders. She comes in and does that re recoil with her hips to create sort of that whipping motion through the ball. And, uh, and then she holds and she actually increases her, her uh, tilt. And then you can see there, her spine is then very much lower. I, I don't know how in the world she can swing so hard and finish in that position. Um, that is unbelievable to be, um, my back hurts just looking at this. So a wonderfully athletic move, generating a lot of speed for her five foot six frame. And she does it in a variety of different ways. She is, she hits, she has a very powerful golf swing for a number of different reasons, but we can see in the down the line view that she takes a very long backswing and that she has that kind of recoil move with her hips, which is, which is a cool move. I don't, that's not taught. That is um, something that she picked up on her own through a lot of hard work. So moving on to page two now, this is the face on view. Uh, again, a wonderful setup. I've put a yellow line here, sort of the front hat on the front side of her head, the white line again, sort of just put in there so we can see how her head works in the golf swing. And as you go back right into frame two, I put a red line there on her back leg, but she is loaded up. As the club gets horizontal to the ground, she is already loaded up on that left, on that right side, that back side. It's just beautiful. And then she turns around her spine beautifully. I went ahead and, and the, in, if you look in frame four, the green line is representing her shoulders 
well beyond 90 degrees. I mean, she's turned around one again, super flexible, which makes that her swing going well past parallel, uh, her club going past parallel, much more understandable. She's just so blasted flexible. Um, so you can see the club head down there surrounded in, circled in, in, uh, in a, a yellow circle on frame four. Uh, but again, the yellow line there separated, she holds very steady. That spine is very steady. She rotates around it, uh, loaded up on her left side, and she settled in, right? We, we see in frames four and five that she settled in and she sort of dropped a little bit from that white line that kind of marked her starting position, right? So she settled in a little bit. In uh, six, we can see that she started to come down and she's created quite a bit of lag, represented by the blue lines there, her forearm, I mean her lead arm to her shaft, a lot of angle there. Uh, in frame seven, a couple things here. One, her, her hips are really rotating quickly at this point. You can see in seven, eight, nine, boom, it's going crazy, right? And you can kind of see that recoil move a little bit in nine and 10. But one thing that I noticed here um, is not many women on the LPGA Tour will have a club that is parallel to ground at this point in their golf swing. And I talked about it a little bit with Jin Young Ko. If you look at her swing, if you refer back to um, the, um, the PDF that we did on her swing, you'll see that when she gets into when she gets into where the club is parallel, she's actually started to re release a, a little bit more than uh, Brooke has. And Brooke just has what they call more catch-up speed through the ball. She just swings it more quickly. So she has that ability to really to get in and, 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 and get that club to close at impact very quickly. So catch-up speed, more like PGA Tour players you'd see on a PGA Tour player. And then we see here when she settled in and then she sort of does the sleep, look at frames eight and nine, look at that front foot. I've circled it in purple, but up off the ground. She literally has nothing touching the ground. And we've seen here in the body track mat that a lot of the drivers that hit it the furthest and generate the most club head speed through the ball have no weight, have put all their weight goes to the left side, and we can see that in frame six in Brooke, right? She has really moved to her left side in frame six, loaded it up on the left side, and turning into that front leg, and then she literally jumps off that foot using ground forces in eight and nine to generate a ton of power, and then when that foot comes down in 10, she has that sort of, um, that re, sort of that recoil. So I don't know if that re recoil is caused from her leaping up off the ground. This is just something that came to my mind. Is it caused from her leaping up off the ground and landing it? And Rory does a very similar thing? Or is it just for power? I would love to kind of get inside her head and talk to her and explain how that works. Rory too. Um, are we seeing that recoil as a reaction to them using ground forces? Or is it really what people have said in the past that using that recoil to create kind of a whipping motion? I used to think it was just the whipping motion. Now I'm not so sure after seeing this. She is literally off the ground and that just causes me to think, okay, maybe that recoil is in reaction to her being off the ground. It's just a matter of keeping balance and landing that thing, right? As a gymnast, you know, in the Olympics, she's just trying to land it. And so her hips are going, we know that when you get out of balance, your body will do whatever it can 
to find balance again. It doesn't care about the golf ball. The golf ball's gone. She's off the ground. Now it's going to land it. So maybe the recoiling is really part of her using her ground forces and jumping off and turning into that left leg. You will see, I mean, I love, I love looking at frames at eight and nine, seven, eight, nine, see how she turns into that left leg and then she extends it and jumps. I mean, she is, boom, she's jumped off to that. And we talk about turning into that left leg, but she, I mean, she really takes it to another level. She's turned into a very stiff left leg and kind of come off the ground and then full extension in nine. And I just, I cannot get over how she holds that position with her spine angle and that tilt in nine, 10 and 11, even her finish. She straightened up a little bit and stands up a little bit in 11. But I mean, look at 10 in her follow through. Nine and 10 in her follow through, she is down in there and holding on. I tell you right now, I would be in traction to swing at the pace she swings it at and try to maintain that sort of reverse C is, I mean, it's extraordinarily beautiful and athletic and amazing and wonderful. And she obviously plays very, very well with it. A gorgeous swing, definitely some things that we can take from this swing and some things that I just don't think are advisable. Uh, that reverse C, 10, 9, I mean, 8, 9, 10, and 11, that just looks like it hurts. I, I can't do that. I finish much straighter on that front leg uh, I just because I have to. My back cannot handle movements like that. I am not that flexible. And uh, the jumping off the ground, that's something to mess with, with a body track or something else that you've got. They definitely, I just love to watch these modern players sort of sink into their backswing and then explode through impact up off the ground. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful move, very powerful. We can see where she generates her power, right? We can see a, a fuller than 90 degree shoulder turn in four. You can see where the club is with there. And yet she still maintains that sp spine angle. She is very, very structured. She is not over swinging. She has stayed very well within herself. She has kept her weight on the inside of that back foot and it's just loaded up. She is a very flexible person. You can see in five where she's flattened and gone to a very two plane swing. You can see her hand is dropped down below that white line. She's flattened out there as she started to come down and we saw that in the down the line view. And then just jumping off the ground through impact. Really beautiful. So hopefully that's helpful to kind of see some things, definitely get some um, shots of you face on and down the line. I love to take screenshots rather than just watching videos going back and forth because you can take a moment in time and really look at it and break it down. So I love doing it this way. It takes a little more time than watching a video, but you can learn a whole lot about yourself if you break down your swing this way and kind of compare it to some of the others we'll keep going through. Uh, I do want to get and look at uh, CT Pan swing but I do think it'd be cool to look at uh, Rory McIlroy's swing too after seeing some things that we've seen in a Brooke Henderson swing. So we'll do that in the next few for sure. Until then, better data always means better golf and gives us a better opportunity to learn better golf. Until next time, Aaron Stewart. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com and we'll see you on the next episode.